I am not a monkey. I'm a scientist. And you're listening to Know the Lore on the Nerd Sloth Network. Welcome everybody, I am Chris, aka Slurtnerd, and real quick before we want to get started, I just wanted to talk about the Bastion um, cinematic that we got several weeks ago. I had already talked about Bastion a, a couple episodes ago, and I was talking about how prime he was for getting his own animation, and thank god that they finally made one, and it came out way sooner than I expected. I didn't expect to start seeing these animations again at least for several months but man like they only took like a month break and then all of a sudden we get one and i i really appreciated this one it was really really well done i mean if they can pull off something that that tugs at the heartstrings without even a single word of dialogue i mean my god like what an amazing job the thing that hits home for me is that even though he's an Omnic, he's a robot, Bastion is is definitely suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. That's where he's getting those flashbacks, you know, of, of the big battles and stuff that he participated in. And he, he hears things that sounds like gunshots, like the woodpecker, and he freaks out and just starts shooting and stuff like that. You know, it's something that a lot of soldiers come home with, and it's severely undertreated and misunderstood. I am not a soldier or in the military in in any way, but I do have post-traumatic stress disorder from an event that happened when I was younger um, that was extremely traumatic. And so I completely relate to to this in in that sort of way, in, in the way of having flashbacks and it, it messing with your mind and giving you an obscure point of view of reality um, because of you have certain triggers and things like that. So it really meant a lot to me personally to see this. And with all these characters, Blizzard is really just hitting home. I mean, for, for everybody, I, I feel like there's, there's someone that everyone can relate to. I've never had a character that I can relate to for PTSD before in a video game. Like that's, it's unheard of. So it's it's fantastic and and hats off to them for doing this because it really makes a world of difference and I'm not exaggerating that. I mean it it feels good to see that these people making these games are like, "Hey, you know what? We we made this knowing that there's people out here that can sympathize and, you know, this one's for you." That's what it feels like. So Blizzard, thank you so much. I know no one from Blizzard will probably ever hear this, but thank you. Thank you. Okay, to get out of the the sappy stuff real quick, um, before we, before I, I move on with our characters today, I want you guys to message me by sending an email to ktl at nerdslot.com or message me on Twitter at slurnerd, and I want you to tell me which Overwatch character drives you crazy or which character that you dread seeing in a match. I myself cannot stand May most of the time. She's a really cool character, no pun intended there, honestly. I didn't really think that through when I said it. But in the hands of a good player, she's a huge nuisance. But the worst is when May is on your own team, because I cannot tell you how many games I've been in 
where May throws up an ice wall separating you from the payload or from a target you're about to kill, or even worse, which seems to happen more often than not, separating you from the healer, especially if you're a tank. And that drives me insane. Okay, rant's over. <laughs> but I want to hear your rants, so send me a message and let me know, once again, which Overwatch characters drive you insane and why. Today we are going to talk about the equally pesky Tracer, but first... We have to talk about my favorite ape, don't call him a monkey because he hates that, but we wouldn't have Tracer if not for Winston, so let's get to it. First of all, we have to talk about the original Winston, who is not an ape. His name was Harold Winston, a scientist working for Luncheng Interstellar, China's leading space exploration and research company. He was stationed on the Horizon Lunar Colony, a space station orbiting the Earth. There, he was one of the caretakers of a group of genetically enhanced gorillas and bonded closely with the subject labeled R3991N, a particularly intelligent infant ape. Harold became a father figure and a teacher and was able to open the young ape's mind to embrace his curiosity. At some point in the future, something caused the other gorillas to band together and turn on the humans in the colony. Together, they killed everyone aboard and claimed the Horizon Lunar Colony for themselves. One of the gorillas, however, did not participate. Heartbroken and afraid, R3391N engineered and built an escape pod that brought him to Earth. Upon arrival, he wore Harold's glasses and had renamed himself Winston after his adopted father. Once he had arrived, Winston was welcomed into Overwatch where he became a soldier and one of their top scientists. At some point, while Winston was in Overwatch, he had some kind of famous showdown with a villain named Doomfist. And although we're here to talk about Winston, I am going to give you all the info I have on Doomfist also. Not only because he's got an awesome name, but also because he is probably going to be a playable character sometime in the future. We've been getting a lot of hints, so I think it's going to happen. But Doomfist seems to be more of a title than a name, and it has been confirmed that there has been at least two men using the moniker over the years. The first may have been a hero, and in fact, could have easily been a member of Overwatch, as this Doomfist, whose real name is... Sorry, I'm going to butcher this, because there's no way I'm not going to. Aoharu Nagumi was also known as the Savior. The second person to take up the Doomfist mantle, a man by the name of Bakinjide Adeyemi, also known as the Scourge, is theorized by many to be the Doomfist that Winston did battle with. Now, it's heavily hinted through the game that there is a third Doomfist, though we don't know his identity, but this one is known as the Successor, which really doesn't tell us if he's good or bad. The interesting thing is we know this from the map Numbani, there are three posters for a Doomfist exhibit. And you see a poster of Doomfist the Savior, a poster of Doomfist the Scourge, and one of the successor, but it's just a silhouette for that person. And their real names are listed underneath it, but that third one is listed in some kind of language that actually looks like something the Omnics use. So could the third one be an Omnic? We have no idea, which seems to be a really common thing lately with Overwatch, but... Anyway, it opens up for a lot of possibilities in the future, so I'm sure whatever we get, Doomfist is going to be pretty awesome. So, the Doomfist itself is actually a weapon in the form of a gauntlet that gives the wearer incredible power. The child in the original Overwatch teaser animation said that he could topple buildings. 
This could very well be exaggerated, but the weapon is powerful enough that Reaper and Widowmaker attempted to steal it, and it's also the item being carried in the escort vehicle on the Numbani map. Alright, so let's get back to Winston. He was able to defeat a version of Doomfist and recover the gauntlet. After Overwatch was disbanded, he retreated back to Watchpoint Gibraltar, where he made the former facility his own personal home and lab, along with the AI known as Athena. It is unknown if Winston created Athena, but they seem to have a very close relationship, as Athena often gives him advice and monitors Winston's heart rate despite him telling her not to do so. She also genuinely cares about keeping Reaper from finding out information on the members of Overwatch during the animation recall. And just as a fun tidbit if you're playing the game, Athena is actually the announcer you're hearing before and during the matches. Winston is extremely nostalgic and gives a strong impression that he considered Overwatch to be his true family as evidenced by all the photographs and memorabilia he keeps around his lab. If you glance around the base yourself in the starting area for Watchpoint Gibraltar on the attacking team, you can spot some of these items which are honestly kind of touching. Some of these items can also be spotted in the starting area for the Capture the Point maps. There is a photo with Winston holding some kind of diploma or award, or this could be his actual induction into Overwatch, with Reyes, Morrison, Torbjorn, Mercy, Tracer, and a banner that says congratulations on his left, with Reinhardt, Genji, McCree, and Ana Amari to his right. This also gives us a sense of time. Since Reyes and McCree are in the photo, this means Winston must have joined right around the time Blackwatch had started up and before tensions between Reyes and Morrison had spun out of control since they're standing next to each other, despite the fact that Reyes has his back to the camera, but that just might be because he's a big grump. He also has some other fun photos around, such as a selfie with Tracer giving Winston bunny ears, and a photo of Torbjorn dressed as a viking and Mercy dressed as a witch together on Halloween, as well as a poster of Genji. Winston's story catches up to the present with the Overwatch teaser trailer that features him and Tracer stopping Reaper and Widowmaker from stealing the Doomfist. So as we talked about Winston, you hear me mentioning Tracer an awful lot, and there's good reason. Tracer is not only the most recognizable member of Overwatch, seriously, people who don't even play the game know who Tracer is, but she's definitely Winston's closest friend. In fact, Winston once saved Tracer's life and is the entire reason she can blink around all over the map. So let's get started with her story. After the Omnic Crisis ended and as the years ticked by, Overwatch started expanding their resources by dipping their toes into other fields of science and defense. One endeavor was an experimental flight program and volunteer Lena Oxton from England, codenamed Tracer, was the youngest pilot to gain acceptance. Because of her fearlessness and her skill as a pilot, she was chosen to test out the Slipstream, an aircraft capable of teleportation. Unfortunately, during either a mission or a field test, something went horribly wrong with the teleportation matrix within the craft. Both the Slipstream and Tracer disappeared. Eventually, Tracer reappeared, but whatever had happened prevented her body from fully crossing back into physical existence. As a result, she was intangible and would sometimes disappear completely for hours or even days at a time. Overwatch's doctors and scientists were stumped on how to help the young woman, that is until a young ape who also happened to be a scientific genius named Winston came into the picture. Winston had invented a machine called a Chronal Accelerator, which was able to bring Tracer back into the physical world and keep her there. 
A harness was made so that she could wear it at all times, and the chronal accelerator could be manipulated, allowing Tracer to quickly hop back and forth through time in short bursts. With this new ability, Tracer became one of Overwatch's greatest field agents until the team was dissolved. Before the time in which the game takes place, Winston initiated the Overwatch recall, alerting all surviving agents to report in. And of course, Tracer made contact within seconds with an enthusiastic message for Winston. Since then, she attempted to prevent an assassination attempt by Widowmaker, which unfortunately failed. But, like I mentioned before, with Winston, she was able to prevent Widowmaker and Reaper from stealing the Doomfist. Now, in my personal opinion, I think Tracer is one of the best video game characters to date. Not just for the gameplay, but also for her look and personality. She's young, she's energetic, she's extremely optimistic and adventurous. All the things that any fan could appreciate, but it's also one of the first big video game characters I can see young girls really looking up to and emulating. This just goes to show how much heart Blizzard puts into their games that makes it more of an experience. Now with that said, let's end this episode, and as I mentioned at the start, I want you to tell me what characters annoy you the most, or which do you dread running into on the map. Send your answers to ktl at nerdsloth.com, or message me on Twitter at slurnerd. You can also find me casually playing Overwatch on the PlayStation Network. As I've said guys, I am a very casual gamer, and I don't pretend to be any kind of amazing at the game. So if I'm not currently on a team and you're there to have fun, send me a message and we can hop into a match. Thanks again for listening. Next week, we're going to talk about two very icy ladies in their own right. But for now, thanks for listening. Ever get that feeling of deja vu? Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at nerdsloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficia. Go to efficia.com to hear more. I'm